Hi, I'm Doreen and Dordor NYC. And uh, thank you for being here. I, for those of you who don't know, write on Instagram, a lot of prose, sometimes poetry, a lot of thinking and journaling and processing. And I share my thoughts on different topics on this podcast. And this one is a little long overdue. It's been a while since I recorded anything. And for many good reasons, been a lot going on in my life. But I wanted to bring up a topic that came up a lot in the last few weeks. And and it is... Um, this feeling of not being good enough. And I'm sure every single person hearing this, not many of you, but the ones that do, thank you, um, have struggled with that feeling of feeling like you might not be good enough for someone or someone is not good enough for you or someone doesn't value you, or you don't value yourself. You don't feel like you're good enough um, to others because you don't feel that way about yourself. And that brings up a lot of thoughts of where that feeling is coming from. And one of the things I've read a lot lately about was the theory of the attachment theory. And I have my thoughts about that theory, but in one instance there, the theory discusses the fact that in the first 18 months of our lives, first 18 months, we establish what kind of attachment we will have, whether it's going to be avoidant, secure, or... Um, anxious and I've noticed that for the most part funnily enough my attachment style is very secure in almost every type of relationship in my life friendships, my kids, my family um, co-workers colleagues, strangers. <laughs> I don't get anxious very much. I, I kind of know my place and know where their place is. And um, I nourish those relationships very much. So sometimes too much, it seems. But it's worth it because I've experienced some amazing relationships in my life even with the ups and downs they all contribute to so much of who I am and I'm forever grateful to them and that's not a cliche or just saying things for the sake of saying them I'm not a saint or this enlightened completely mindful person but I am constantly working on bettering who I am and what, what I, I thrive to be. 
And I do that a lot within relationships. And I've worked really hard on, on doing that within relationships over the years. But there are very specific ones where I have this sense of feeling of not being good enough. And they come up in very specific situations. And that always throws me into this loop of like, where is this coming from? Because I know who I am. I've already established after 43 years, kind of uh, my values, my core values, my, my characteristics, my, my beliefs, the things that, you know, make you who you are. And, and the more you're in tune with them, the better you understand who you are and the better you communicate with others or establish a relationship based on those. Um, but this not being good enough, like where is this coming from? And I and then I read this attachment theory and the 18 months thing and I was like, oh shit, <laughs> excuse my language, but um, they said that 80% of people, 80% of people do not change their attachment style. So whatever happened in that, the 18, 18 first months of your life, this is the time where you call your parents and caregivers and family, and um, has shaped you. And for the most part, 80% of us will stay the same. So if we were lucky, and we had a secure and safe relationship and felt good and cared for and loved, um, then for the most part, that's the type of person we're going to be in relationships. That's the type of attachment we will have in relationships in our life going forward. And then if we had an avoidant issue or anxiousness or detachment, um, that's hard to process that. 80% of people don't change that or capable of changing it. I, 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 it really messed with me when I read that. I was like, that's not fair. Because <laughs> they say you can change almost anything you want, right? So is the question, do you need to want it enough or do you want to understand it enough or... Um, are you picking the same type of people that kind of validate your style of attachment? And I, I probably think it's a mix of it, but I'm not a professional and I'm, I'm not a therapist and none of what I say here is, um, you know, clinical or clinically tested other than the things that I actually quote. Um, so it's mostly my interpretation or my experience of them. But if I go back to my childhood, and clearly I don't remember anything for the first 18 months of my life, but I do remember a story where my mother couldn't breastfeed me. I was either rough or um, incapable of latching the right way maybe there wasn't a lot of help at the time first child I can understand possible postpartum depression though I never really had this conversation and you know sometimes it's really hard and there's that disconnect and 
some people manage through this or fight for it and some people just you know say it's too much and this is not what I'm gonna fight for and all of them are valid but I wonder if being rejected by my own mother in the first two weeks of my life contribute to some sort of detachment or feeling of rejection and then it continues with other things in my life that I've experienced but I, but I remember clearly from a very young age that and it changed a lot dramatically throughout my life which is great so I hope I'm not I'm one of those 20% statistics but for a long time there was this sense of I need to work harder to be good enough I need to um, do more I need to be better I need to be great I need to invest more time I need to study harder um, I need to have multiple accomplishments I need to be the first in line and all these complexes of I need to be accomplished in order to be good enough. I need to have a right, you know, work and career and things. So people will think that I'm good enough. And thankfully, that changed for the most part. And I no longer look for those kind of validations. But in one type of interaction in my life there is this sense or it came about of not not feeling like I'm good enough and what I've noticed it it boils down to the choices I make and this is not self-blame this is self-reflection and self-realization where I could see patterns of choosing certain situations even though I know right off the bat that they are impossible and I pursue them and I fight for them and I invest in them even though I know they're not right for me. And then they validate when they don't succeed that sense of not being good enough. And I'll call a big BS on that to myself. Because one of the things that I've learned in therapy and in reading and doing these things and talking to a lot of people. I, I, I talk to so many people, so blessed to have these people in my life, is that we need to have a lot of compassion for ourselves. And, and we need to be gentle, gentler with ourselves for our mistakes, for our choices, 
for our decision making, and for many things that we know are not good enough for us. It's a different good enough. And that we keep pursuing. And once we do that, I don't know if our attachment style changes, but something fundamentally changes within us. And what we project to the world and what we seek is different. And if a person like me can be secure in most of the relationships in her life, I should be able to project that and find the same type of people to bring into my life or accept into my life or engage with. I think a lot of us have this sense, unless you're a narcissist, of certain areas in our life where we don't feel like we are well-established or accepted fully or seen for or understood. And, and I think all of us have experienced some sort of feeling where we don't feel like we're good enough, whether it's at work or in our relationships, in our marriages, in divorces, in our relationship with our parents or our relationship with our siblings, all these things that are very fundamental and, and, and important relationships in our life that really shapes us. Those are the ones that mirror us the most and the one that project at us the most. And it's very easy to fall into that place where if someone is unhappy with us, we're not good enough for them. If someone doesn't choose us, we're not good enough for them. If someone chooses other people over us, then we're not good enough. If someone does things that they said they would never do before and they do it now with another person, then we're not good enough. If we do that, then were they not good enough? If our child loves this other person and says, I wish they were my father or mother or grandparents or uncle or aunt, does that mean that you're not good enough? We put a lot of pressure on ourselves as human beings to accomplish something that we all set up for ourselves. Our, our bars are very different. Our needs are very different. Our wants are very different. But within each one of those, there's a scale. And for the most part, it's hard for us to just accept where we are and enjoy it. And accept that we're doing the best that we can under the circumstances, under, you know, the available resources, our mental capacity, our mental state, our emotional capacity. And those are ever-changing. They're constantly fluid. They, it's like up and down, like a heartbeat. There's an up and there's a down, but... In the grand scheme of things, it's, it's, it's going, it's moving, it's, 
It's how we are alive. And succumbing to a feeling where someone outside of us or even within ourselves dictates that who we are is not enough for this world is wrong. And I'm not sure if it directly connects to our attachment or detachment or experience or growing up or past trauma or anything that, you know, is is part of, you know, our makeup and psychology. I don't know. But I do feel like we can change those parts of us. First off, by recognizing them and looking carefully at why they come about, when they come about, and who they come about with, and kind of just box them in those places and then look at them from a macro level and say, okay, I see a pattern or I see some sort of a thread, a common thread that makes this what this is. And then start believing in ourselves more and be more compassionate towards ourselves. And if need be, eliminate people in our life who makes us feel this way unless we spoke to them and they can change it or they can alter the way they approach us or approach our relationships, then just end it. End it. There's no reason to hold on to anything that makes us feel less than or anyone for that matter that makes us feel less than. I keep saying there we have one life and I say to myself constantly we have one life unless you believe in the afterlife and or reincarnation and even then it's a different life it's not this life so we have a limited borrowed time here and none of us know what that looks like none of us know where that leads or when it's going to end how it's going to end what's going to happen and it shouldn't be this gloomy like we shouldn't think about death as as the reason to leave but once we're here and we, we we have the ability to do that i think we need to remind ourselves that there's no reason for anything or anyone to make us feel less than or little, or insignificant, or not enough to deserve what we all deserve, which is love and respect and compassion and grace and kindness. And it is when we stop that from coming up within us or from the outside, I think that's when we change our dynamics with other people. And that's where we change the dynamic within ourselves. And that's when we open ourselves up to other opportunities and to 
I think a life that is more peaceful and the older we get, I, I, I've noticed from talking to people who are older, the older we get, they say that we care less about what other people think, which is great. I wish they taught us that when we were 18 months old. I think that's the biggest school lesson that she probably do a class on in elementary school. But the less we think about what other people think about us and the less we compare ourselves to other people. And the more we believe in who we are and what we contribute and what we deserve, even if we don't find it instantly within the people that are around us, we can easily remove people from our lives that don't value that because we know what we are and who we are and and we have a clear idea of what we deserve and what we can offer in return which should be equally the same we should always give what we want to get so that was a lot of processing this week <laughs> um and I definitely cleaned slate in a lot of situations in my life where I felt like I wasn't valued. And and I also, because it always goes both ways, I also started valuing more and showcasing it to the people that I felt like I didn't give enough or maybe took them for granted. Because that's equally important. It's not just to examine ourselves, but also examine how we are acting, doing, maybe not even thinking about it completely, ignoring it because, you know, life is so busy and, and we tend to forget other people. And for the most part, most of us are, as humans, are quite selfish at first. I guess it's a survival thing, but when things like this come up, I always look at, okay, how am I operating with the other people in my life? And who do I have in my life that I value, but I don't showcase it enough? Who in my life I might make feel like they're not good enough for my time? my investment, my care, my ears. So, so it's definitely uh, a two-way working process. And I love that I can have these conversations with people that I truly care about and for and they care for me to have these very open and vulnerable conversations and to open up things that, you know, most people don't want to talk about. Um, If you read Phil Stutz, and I just saw the film uh, book about the tools, one of the things he talks about is to really write down our feelings and put them out there 
and most people don't share them and that's great <laughs> i do um but writing it out and discussing it and bringing it up to the forefront of our minds really helps us process what what they mean and i think it's a great way to work through those fears and obstacles and traumas and and issues that prevent us from living our best lives or at least being the best version of ourselves while trying to continue living what we got so i think my mantra for the next x amount of days weeks hours however i can sustain this is to really truly nourish relationships where i feel like i'm enough not good enough enough and they're enough and we're good and empty out the ones that are continuously um creating this void or this feeling that i need to be more in order to more xyz just put whatever more means to you could be more beautiful thinner bigger bigger boobs smaller boobs um different nose and more intellectual more accomplished better job more income a big house no house there's so many things that people struggle with so many things i've heard all of it all of it and and we focus on those things that we don't have or those people might need from us that we don't have but those are not our people because we don't have them and what we are is enough so that's the biggest lesson i guess and those are relationships that should not live within our um our space i hope this finds you in a good place and if not i hope you take care of yourself and thank you for listening and have a good week day month year whatever whenever you listen to this i'm doreen dordor nyc Ivan Gomez, my dear, dear friend, is um, the musician, and that's his guitar playing, and I adore him for letting me use it. Thank you.